Welcome, I'm your host Josh Keys, and this is Keys to the Kingdom, where the truth of God's word is told. What does God say about us in our situation? Let's find out. You ever look at your life and wonder, is this all that life has to offer? If so, then you're just like me, or at least how I used to be. The purpose of this podcast is to let people know that things can be better. Life can be better. Now we're in the midst of a pandemic and we don't know what's going to happen. There's so much uncertainty, so much confusion and things going on in this world today. So how can I survive in a time like this? How can I overcome this depression How can I overcome these suicidal thoughts and mindsets? I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to be here. It's too much suffering, too much pain, too much violence, too much contention and fighting going on. You get to the point of trying to take your own life. But I'm here to tell you that that's not the answer. I used to be just like you. I didn't want to live anymore. I didn't want to be here. Because it seems like my life wasn't going the way I expected it. Or it wasn't going the way that I planned it to. I found out I had to do something different. So in these times, who do I run to? Who do I go to for help? The only one that I trust to help me in a time like this is Jesus Christ. And why do I say that? Am I just coming here another another person that's just trying to t- teach people my religion, uh, what, what I think, or how I think God is and how he should be? There are a lot of people out there that's talking about God. But is it true? Is it real what they're telling me? You know, that's good for you. You got God. You got your religion. That's good. I understand. I'm happy for you. But what about me? Can things really change for me in my situation, in my condition, of how I feel? Can things truly be different for me? I grew up in church all my life. I had parents that would force me to go to church against my will. (laughs) I really didn't care to go to church. I would be in church fighting to stay awake. It was really boring, didn't really care for it. Uh, But my parents made me go to church. So we we were very religious. I was taught right from wrong. I knew the do's and don'ts. But I didn't really see anyone that was actually living by what was being taught. So it made me wonder, is this really real? Is this really true what I'm being taught? Is this really true what they're teaching me? Well, just a little background about myself. I was your typical church boy uh, going to church Sunday after Sunday. (laughs) Um... I was very religious because this is what I was taught. 
This is how uh, this is what I was taught how to be, how to live my life, how to do certain things. And uh, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. And and our religion is the right way. Anybody who's not in our religion, they're wrong and they they don't have the truth. And uh, I, I, this is these are the things I was taught at an early age growing up. Um, so I, I live my life the way they taught me to. You know, um, I tried to be as good as I could. You know, the good outweighs the bad, <laughs> of course. Um, and if if that's the case, if my good outweighs my bad, then for sure I'm going to heaven. It, it, it's no question. It's no question about where I'm going because God is a good God. He loves all people. And of, of course, he's not going to allow a good person like me to go to hell. Uh, and, and there was always purgatory, <laughs> you know, uh, the, a place where I can go and just sit and, and wait for somebody to pray for me to to pray for me so I, I can go to heaven. It's just a just a holding place, you know, somewhere I can sit and wait until till my parents or, or my, my kids or somebody offer up prayers to me uh, trying to intercede for God, <laughs> you know, trying to get them trying to get God to pursue trying to persuade God to, to let me in, <laughs> you know? And, um, to this day, I still don't know where that came from. I don't know. It's not in the Bible anywhere. I, I don't know how that even came into my religion, but I found out a lot of things that were in my religion. I couldn't find it anywhere in the Bible. And, and that was strange to me. Um, but I didn't realize this until somebody showed me the Bible and they told me and showed me the things that were in there. Now, I grew up, I, I always wanted to be right. You know, I I, ha, I grew up with a fear of God. My parents, uh, they put a fear of God in me. So I, I did believe that he was real. I believed that um, he was God and that he was able uh, to do anything. But um, that's as far as it went. Uh, me going to church and me just believing that he exists. It was nothing more than that. Um, I never really believed I could have a relationship with God. You know, I would read these stories or, well, let me take that back. I, I would hear about these stories in the Bible because I never read the Bible for myself. But I, I would hear these stories about how these men or these people would have these great experiences from God, how how um how Shagrach, Meshach, and Abednego would, would be put in the furnace of fire and they would survive this, this miraculous miracle that happened. How, how I, would read, I would hear about Moses and how all the great and wonderful miracles that he did and how he, he freed these, peop, these slaves from, from Egypt. I would hear all these wonderful stories about him, but that's as far as it would go. You know, they, they were just stories. Uh, I never actually... Uh, I never actually thought that these things could really be real in my life. You know, I, I, n I never knew that I can actually have a relationship with God because I never seen somebody else with a relationship with them. Uh, all the things that we were being taught uh, in, in our religion, I, I would see people doing contrary. I would see people getting divorces when I knew getting a divorce was wrong. I would see people. Uh, sleeping around before they were married. I would see people cursing, lying, drinking, stealing. And I was one of the ones doing a lot of those things. And, and of course, uh, I, I just knew in my heart, I knew and understood that God is still good and he, he's awesome and mighty. And he, there's no way I'm going to hell because <laughs> there's no way God would send his children to hell. I, I, but I did believe that hell was real. 
But I thought that hell was only for like murderers and, and child molesters and people that were absolutely the worst. You know, I, I never understood. Well, I never thought that uh, your average person would go to hell. I figured that everybody would uh, go to heaven unless they were just the worst of the worst criminals in the, in the society. Uh, people like Hitler or, <laughs> you know, somebody that was just absolutely uh just out there that were completely wrong and wicked. But I never thought like your average Joe would would, would ever be able to enter into hell. That, that was just n- something that never crossed my mind because that's not what I was taught. Every person that ever died in my family or every friend, uh, they would, the, the pastor, the preacher, the priest, they would always say they're in a better place. You know, rest in peace. Everybody's resting in peace <laughs> these days. You know, it, it's nobody that enters into hell. But, um, you know, I, I continue to live my life the way I wanted to. You know, I, I, I was a very stubborn person, um, but I was a good person. You know, I was stubborn in the fact that I would do what I wanted to do and nobody could t- tell me any different. But the thing is, I, I desire to be good. I desire to be right. Um, I didn't want to be a bad person, uh, but if I was doing something and I felt it was right, or if I wanted to do it, there was nothing you can do to stop me. There was nothing you can do to change me. I I can remember, (laughs) I remember there was a time where, um, there was a, uh, I was, I was at finish line, uh, trying to buy me some shoes and the, the, the clerk asked me if I wanted to donate a dollar. And uh, I felt like she was forcing me. <laughs> I felt I feel really forced to give this dollar. And if if there was ever a case where I felt forced to do something, I was there was a hundred percent. It was a guarantee that I wasn't going to do it. That's how stubborn I was, even though it was just a dollar. And uh, I gave her cash money, and I probably got like five, six dollars and change. So I could have easily given her a dollar, but just for the fact that I felt forced to do it, I was not going to do it. You know, and she looked at me all like I was just the worst person because I didn't want to give a dollar to this charity. But it was for it was just the fact that I felt forced to do it. You know, and that's what I love about Jesus Christ. That's what I love about God. He doesn't force anyone to do anything. He gives every man a choice. And I, I truly feel that if I was forced to live a life of God, that I wouldn't do it. That's just because just I know who I was and I wanted to live my life the way I wanted to live it. And you couldn't tell me any different. No, but there were instances where I found myself being swayed. You know, uh, people couldn't force me to do anything. But over a long period of time, I could find myself my mind changing uh, the way how I thought about a certain situation would change over a long period of time. Just just for the fact of me hearing certain things or seeing certain things. I never wanted to sleep with anybody until I got married. Kept my virginity until I was, I think I was maybe 17 years old. And I I used to pride myself on that because I used to go around telling people I was a virgin and uh, I I would be happy to say it, but nobody would believe me. It was like, eh, man, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm a virgin. Yeah, I, I haven't slept with her. Boy, you lying. Like, what What you trying to say? I'm, I'm, you, <laughs> like, <laughs> why do you not believe this? <laughs> I know, because I, 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 I really don't know. But but I, I used to pride myself that I, I, I stayed a virgin that long. 
you know, because I knew a lot of people. I knew people that lost their virginity in, in middle school, like <laughs> uh, 11, 12 years old. And um, so I, I used to pride myself that I, I, I kept myself that long because I always wanted to wait until I got married to have a, a to sleep with a woman. But, you know, over a period of time, I would constantly be around people that were constantly telling me how good uh, how good sex felt, how good it felt to sleep with a woman. And I used to see people getting uh, getting clowned or getting picked on because they were a virgin. And I and over a long period of time, I, I found my mindset changing. I didn't recognize it at the time. But now that I look back on it, I can see how my mind changed because of. My surroundings because of the things that I allow myself to listen to and, and engage in. So over a period of time, I seen my mind change from wanting to wait until I got married to sleep with this woman. And then all of a sudden it changed to where, man, I need to sleep with a woman now. I need I need to have this. I need to experience this now because everybody else is doing it. You know, every everybody else is doing it. And, and if everybody is doing it, there's no way that it could be wrong in God's eyesight. You know, God, God is not going to judge people. Uh, the whole world is doing it, you know, uh, that I, I didn't know too many people that were a virgin at my age. <laughs> so if the whole world is doing it, of course, God is going to let it slide, you know, because he's God. He's, he's just he's kind like that. He's gentle. Um, he would never do anything to, to hurt or harm me. Um, but um, I, I found myself changing. Um because the more I heard about certain things, it started to shape my mind. It started to form the way I thought, uh, even though I used to think contrary before. But the, the more I heard certain things, the more it became true, the more it became real. And I found out that if I just confess my sins, uh, uh, God will forgive me. God, God will forgive me for anything. It's not nothing that God wouldn't forgive me for. So I, I, once I commit this sin, I can just ask for forgiveness and God will let it go. And it, it, it'll be like it never happened, you know. <laughs> so the more I got into, uh, the more I got around certain people, the more I was engaged in certain things, um, engaged in certain conversations, I found my mindset changing. I found the way I thought uh, about certain things started to change because so, I, I once thought it was wrong to sleep with a woman before I got married but now all of a sudden uh, I think it's okay I think as long as I sleep with one woman the woman I intend to marry you know it, <laughs> if I if I just have that one person to sleep with it'll, it'll be fine so um, I ended up losing my virginity uh, slept with a woman um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I like being with a woman. So, you know, uh, the, when normally when you enjoy something, you want to do it again. You know, uh, so I find myself doing it over and over and over again. And it got to the point where I didn't think it was wrong anymore. <laughs> it got to the point where I thought that I was OK. Uh, everybody's doing it, like I said. So. It's, I'm good. And, you know, um, so I became, I went from being this good little church boy, uh, wanting to do right to now I'm sleeping around. I'm fornicating. If anybody don't know what fornication is, is any type of sexual act um, outside of marriage. 
or it could be a sexual act that's inside of marriage, but it's contrary to the word of God. So I, I, I became a fornicator. The more, the more and more I got engaged in it, the more I needed it. In the beginning, I didn't need it at all. When I was a virgin, I had no issues. I had no problem at all with sleeping with a woman. It was never an issue for me. I, I never needed it because I never desired it because I never experienced it. But once I experienced it that one time, okay, I, I, I enjoyed it. So I wanted to do it again. So I started doing it more and more. And I found myself, the more I did it, the more I needed it. It was something, it was a, a strong urge, a strong desire that I had, that I, I just had to have it. I thought it was crazy for people to watch pornography. You know, I, I never thought I would ever watch pornography because why, why would I watch it on TV when I can have the real thing, you know? <laughs> so, but the more I engaged in it, the more I started to doing it, the more I needed it. And I find myself getting deeper and deeper into sin. I find myself going deeper and deeper into fornication to the point where I found myself where I needed it and I couldn't live without it. You know, even though in my mind I thought I could, I thought I can stop at any moment. I thought I can just put it away anytime I wanted to. But the thing is, I didn't want to. I enjoyed it. Why, why put away something that you enjoy? You know, uh, it, it, it makes me happy. These are one of the things in life that are, that are joyous, that, are, that make me happy. Why would I want to give it away? Why would I want to give it up? You know, but in my mind, I, I thought I could at any moment, any time I wanted to. But I found myself, uh, I found myself tapping into pornography uh, because it, it, it came a time where uh, um, I wanted to sleep around, but maybe the woman wasn't available at the time. So I needed some, I needed a fix. I needed something <laughs> uh, to, to quench this urge that I had. So I found myself watching pornography uh, and I, I was always a person. I always I, I, I never thought myself to be a liar. Uh, I didn't lie a lot, but I, I only lied when I felt I had to, when I felt there was a need or, or I didn't want to hurt someone's feelings or something like that. But the more and more I engaged in sin, the more and more I found myself getting deeper into it. You know, it went from me sleeping around with one woman to sleeping around and cheating on the woman I had to sleeping with multiple women. Uh, and then I found myself having to lie. I had to lie about where I was last night. I had to lie about who I was on the phone with. So from me choosing to do that one sin, I found myself doing multiple sins. I found myself having to lie to get myself out of a situation, out of a condition Um I find myself uh, drinking. You know, I can remember, I can recall going to uh, me and my friend going to uh, uh, this over to this girl's house. And I, I never really was a drinker. I didn't I didn't really like uh, drinking. I never wanted to be a drinker because I've seen it all my life. I've seen what it does to people. I've seen how it changed people, how how foolish it made people look. You know, and I, I never wanted to be that. But uh, I found myself going to this girl's house. Uh, we we over there playing cards, you know, and um, the loser had to take a take a shot. And the thing is, we were winning. <laughs> Me and my friend, we, we won every single game. But I found myself uh, taking the shots because the girl didn't want to take it. So she asked me to take it for her. And so I did because I wanted to get in her pants. <laughs> to, to be honest, I, that's the only reason I did it. I wanted to get in her pants. Um, 
So I did it to please her. And I found myself drinking shot after shot after shot to the point where I started throwing up. I couldn't control myself from throwing up. Um, and it, it, it amazes me. I don't I don't believe I was drunk at the time because I, I still uh, I still feel like I was in control. But I, I could be wrong, but I felt like I was still in control. It's just the, I, I my body wasn't used to drinking all of that alcohol. And my body, it um, it was telling me that this wasn't natural. This wasn't something that was supposed to go in my body. And, and my body rejected it. And it, it amazes me how even my body could tell me that this wasn't right. Even though my mind was focused on, I want to sleep with this woman. But my body was telling me, hey, you need to stop. You need to cut this out. <laughs> so I found myself throwing up uh, all night long. And just to show you how I went from sin to sin, and it started off with sleeping with that one woman uh, to sleeping with multiple women. And then I had to lie to get my way out of being caught of cheating <laughs> and I found myself drinking, you know, it, and it, it, it constantly took me from sin to sin. And that's how sin does. It takes you from iniquity unto iniquity is how the Bible puts it. Uh, you go, you start off with one thing, and I love how my um, my chief apostle he brings it out like this. He says, "Don't ever start anything that you don't intend to continue doing, because once you start that one time, it, it grabs a hold onto you. You can have to continue to do it." And I found myself doing these things over and over and over again, and you know, a lot of times I, I didn't want to do it. But the more I engaged in sin, the more it got a hold to me and the more it became a part of me. It became who I was. You know, I wasn't just occasionally sleeping around no more. Uh, I, was, I wasn't occasionally uh, fornicating. I became a fornicator. I wasn't occasionally lying. I became a liar. You know, it became who I was as a person. It changed the makeup of who I was as a person. And it, I became to be that sin. And uh, I became bound by that. And when I mean bound, I mean I, I, it, it caught a hold of me and I couldn't break free from it. And like I said earlier uh, about fornicating, about sleeping around with women, I thought I could stop it at any moment. But the truth is, I really couldn't. Because whenever you're under bondage to sin, it grabs a hold of you to where that you have to have it. it you're, you're bound in a jail, in a prison. To where you can't get free from it unless somebody sets you free. And today I want to let everybody know that I have been made free. By Jesus Christ. He made me free. You know, a lot of people, uh, they quote the scripture, how uh, we should know the truth and the truth shall uh, set us free. But in the Bible, it doesn't say set us free. When it says, it says in the Bible that if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You know, there's a difference between someone being set free and someone being made free. You know, and a lot of, a lot of times you see people that are being in prison or in jail and they, they be set free. You know, but they go out into society and they continue doing the same things that they used to do that caused them to be in prison in the first place. 
And, you know, that's not my that's not the case anymore for me. Jesus Christ has made me free by me applying my life to do what he said. And when I say made free, I mean, he changed my heart. He changed my mind. He changed the way I thought about it. The same way my mind changed when I was thinking on the wrong things. When I uh, when I went from being a young man to wanting to wait to sleep with a woman to till I was married to being changed to where now I needed to sleep with a woman immediately. That same way that I was changed, Jesus Christ came and changed me back to how I originally was. He took me from being a fornicator, from being a liar, a cheater, a deceiver, uh, and he made me into a person that didn't fornicate anymore, a person that didn't lie anymore, that didn't cheat anymore. And he had to make me over again. It wasn't that he just let me out of a prison and then I'm back to doing uh, the same things that I used to do. But no, he changed something on the inside of me that caused me to think different, that caused me to be different. You know, the same way I got engaged in certain conversations with certain people and it caused my mind to change. Well, when I uh, pondered and, and thought upon those conversations and how out uh, how good sleeping with a woman felt or how how doing this would make me feel how doing that would would satisfy me I, I agreed to those thoughts I agreed to those conversations and it changed my mind and it framed me to think a certain way but whenever I come to Jesus Christ and I think upon his word I think upon how he teaches me and tells me how to do things the same way I was changed to for the worse I'm changed now for the better I'm changed now into Well, I can be free from these things and I'm no longer bound by it. I no longer have to have a woman on on my side. I no longer have to watch pornography. I don't have to lie or cheat and steal. And it's all by the word of God that has been placed in my heart and in my mind. But it took me having to hear or listen to a person that would teach me what the Bible says. It wasn't according to their religion or what they what their religion was or what how they thought or how they feel. Your opinion can't change me. Your opinion can't do anything for me. I needed something that was real. I needed something that was true that can truly deliver me on the inside. You know, I can I, I can stop doing certain things, but it's still on the inside of my heart that I wanted to do it. I still wanted to sleep with women. I still wanted to 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 lie to get my my way. I wanted to be free because the more I engaged in fornication, the more I engaged in sin and lying and cheating, I found out my life was spiraling, going in the wrong direction. Every woman I, I slept with, it, it, it caused a worry. It caused a concern because I didn't know if this woman would get pregnant and I have to have a, a baby by this woman that I, I barely even know. Uh, uh, this woman that I really don't care anything about. I'm just sleeping with her because I can. But I, there was always a worry and a concern in the back of my mind while I was engaging in it. It felt good. It, it felt fulfilling at the time. But it's the moment I finished with that thing, the moment I was done fornicating, the moment I the moment I came back to reality. I had a worry and 
I had to worry about this woman getting pregnant. I had to worry about maybe, man, I hope she ain't have no disease that now I got because I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of catching the disease now. I'm afraid of getting caught in my lie that I had to tell. I had no peace. It was always a worry, always a concern there. It, it was nothing that I can I can engage in these things and then be at peace with it afterwards. After I was done, there was always something that that worried my mind. Man, am I going to get caught? Somebody going to find me out. Somebody is somebody going to see the real me. You know, the further I got into sin, the more I had the worries and the concerns, found myself getting into a depression, found myself being uh, in a place where I didn't want to live anymore. My life uh, didn't it never really went the way I felt it should go. I always question, is this all that life has to offer? Now, I went after the women. I went after the uh, cars and clothes and I went after all the things that people told me would bring me happiness. Now, I went to college. I had uh, I went to college on a partial scholarship. Uh, I usually had good grades. Uh, never been to jail. I uh, didn't have any kids. Um, I was a young man. I uh, had good credit. You know, on the outside looking in, you would think I had it all together. But on the inside, I was depressed. On the inside, I didn't want to live anymore. You know, again, I uh, growing up in my religion, I was taught that uh, if you committed suicide, that you would go to hell. So I never, I never actually tried to take my own life, but I didn't want to live anymore. If somebody else took my life, or if I was just to die uh, accidentally or something like that, I would be happy because I, I truly didn't want to live anymore. And if I didn't think it was a sin. To kill, to take my own life, I probably would have. But I thank God that I did it. Because I, I see now and I understand that God had so much more for me. And he has so much more for you, for each and every one of us. But again, we have a choice. And like I said earlier, God doesn't force anyone to do anything. He gives each and every man a choice. We all have free will to choose to do what's right and to do what's wrong. We can do whatever we want to do. But we will have to face the consequences of our decisions. And I find myself facing those consequences. Uh, the life that I lived, uh, again, on the outside looking in, I look like I have it all together. And when I, it's amazing. I read about Solomon and how he was this great king. Nobody was more wise than Solomon. Nobody, nobody had more riches and more wealth than Solomon had. You know, he had all these wonderful things. He had Man servants, women servants. He had, he had his own personal musicians and singers and poets. He had uh, a lot of his furniture and all the things that he had were made out of gold. And he had so much wealth and so much power. But when you read in Ecclesiastes, it talks about how he hated life. And I can truly understand how he felt because I went after so much. I went after things and, and I, I did it the right way. 
I didn't, I didn't, uh, I wasn't into, I didn't go out selling drugs, selling dope, selling my body or anything like that. I did it. Uh, I went to college. I, I got my education. I went and I got, I got me a, a nine to five job. So you would think that, uh, my life would be going pretty good, but yet I hated life. I hated, it. I didn't want to live anymore. Like, is this all that life has to offer? There's some of you out there today that hate life. You may have made decisions in your life that caused you to to feel this way. I understand now that the reason I felt that way is because of the life I chose to live. I understand now that God created each and every one of us with a purpose. And anyone that lives outside of that purpose, they're not going to find happiness. They're not going to find fulfillment. Until you're fulfilling the reason that you were created. I can remember being so depressed that I it was in the middle of the night and I just I just started walking. I left my apartment. I started walking down the street. And this was a pretty bad, bad neighborhood at the time. And I started walking in the middle of the night and I found myself at a church. I, I was walking and I found a church and um, I found myself just asking God. I, I, the church, of course, was locked. So <laughs> I found myself sitting outside of the church and I asked myself and I asked God, like, God, if you're real. Then you got to help me. Why? Why am I feeling like this? Why? Why am I never satisfied? You know, the more I slept with a woman, the more I needed to sleep with a woman. I was never satisfied with one woman at that point. I was never satisfied with going to the club, never satisfied drinking, never satisfied with nothing that I did. No matter how much money I had, I wasn't satisfied. If I had money, I would, I would, I was depressed. If I didn't have money, I was depressed. <laughs> you know what? So what, what am I supposed to do? Like how, wh- I don't know what to do at this point. How can I live? What, what am I supposed to do? No matter what I do is not enough. You know, so I ask God, if you're real, then help me. You know, I I didn't really um, didn't really know at the time. <laughs> you know, my religion my religion didn't help me. Me going to church every Sunday didn't help me. You know, and I at that point I started going to church more and more. Uh, when I got into college, I I kind of stopped going to church. But when I got to the point where I was always depressed and lonely, I I started going back to church because, you know, I I knew that's what I was supposed to do. I knew I was supposed to go to church. So I I started going back to church, you know, but it didn't change. It didn't help anything. You know, I would be in church looking at, uh, looking at the pretty girls, wondering if I, if I can get their number or something, (laughs) you know, uh, that, that's what was on my mind while I was in church, but nothing, nothing changed for me. Church couldn't save me. Church couldn't change my mind. Church couldn't satisfy me. I was still looking for something, something. I needed something more. What what am I missing? Is something not right? Is God really real? Is he really true? Is what 
what I hear from these people, can it really happen for me? Don't God want me to be happy? Don't he want me to, to be satisfied? What? Why, why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me? No, but I thank God that he heard me that night. You know, not long after that, I was introduced to a ministry, uh, to a group of people that believed in the Bible. You know, I, I never really read the Bible for myself, but these people were telling me something different. They weren't the typical churchgoers that I see every day that I engage with on on every Sunday. They weren't your typical uh, church people. But they were people that they were always happy and always smiling and, and joyous. And it was something different about them. You know, these people told me what the Bible said. They didn't come to me with their opinion. They didn't come to me with their own thoughts and ideologies, but they just showed me what the Bible said. You know, and I found out that the life that I was living wasn't the life that God had chose for me. I found out that a lot of people are living a life that God hasn't chosen for them. And I found out that the choices that I made were the reason why I felt the way I was feeling. I found out that I was going on my way to hell. Even though I was a good person, I didn't do nobody harm. I didn't do nobody hurt. I didn't feel I was a bad person at all. But whenever I got with these group of people, they showed me in the Bible what the Bible said and how God felt about the way I was living. I found out that a fornicator can't make it into heaven. That a liar can't make it into heaven. And it, it was so strange to me. How how can you tell me this? How how can you say this when everybody is a liar? Like, I, you can't find me one person that doesn't lie, you know? <laughs> you can't really find too many people that don't fornicate nowadays. You mean to tell me that I, I can go to hell for doing this when everybody else is doing it? God, God's not going to do that. These people told me in the Bible how God felt. And it, I can clearly see that a fornicator can't get into heaven. I clearly saw that a liar cannot get into heaven. And my understanding of, of the whole world is doing it and God uh, uh, is, of course, God is going to be OK with it. But then I see in the Bible how God destroyed the whole world in the times of Noah. And only eight people survived. But how can this be? How? Uh, no, this is not. No. <laughs> I'm a good person. You know, I uh, no. This, this can't be right. This yeah, there's another religion that um, I mean, there's so many of them. They have so many religions, so many different ways to get to God, you know. But where did it all come? Where did it all come from? Did it come from the Bible? Did it come from God himself or did it come from man's ideology and the way people think and their opinion about things? I didn't want to live according to someone's opinion anymore. 
because I lived that life. I lived according to what someone's opinion was of how God is and who he is and how he should be. But I came to a group of people that told me I didn't have to be bound anymore. I didn't have to live in sin. They told me I can live without sinning. And that that was so strange because nobody's telling you that these days. Everybody has to sin a little bit. You know, everybody's going to do one sin. But they begin to show me uh, what sin do I have to do to live? Do I have to sleep with a woman in order to live, to breathe, to to continue walking on this earth? So if I can live without it, then that means I can I don't have to do it. Right. If I can live without lying, that means I don't have to do it. What sin do I have to do to live? That was a question that was presented to me. And I couldn't find one sin that I had to do. But I found out that the sin that I did were the ones that I chose to do. You know, I didn't I wasn't a crackhead because I never wanted to be a crackhead. I never I never even wanted to try crack. So I, I didn't do it. But every sin I did, I did it because I wanted to. I tried sleeping around with a woman and I enjoyed it. So I continued in it. I never was a smoker because I didn't like the smell of smoke. These people showed me something different. And it sparked my curiosity. It made me want to consider what they were trying. Because, you know, I tried other things in the world. I tried other things in life to to satisfy myself, to to make things better. But it didn't work out. So I might as well just give this a try, you know. So I started putting away things. I started to get with these people who told me I didn't have to sin anymore. You know, I and they I found out that the conversation was different. We weren't talking about sleeping around with women. We weren't backbiting, uh, talking about people behind their backs. You know, we weren't. A lot of the times we were talking about God. Talking about maybe sports or something innocent. The conversation was completely different. I can clearly see that something was different about these people. And they, as I begin to hang around these people, um, I begin to learn things about the Bible that I never knew before. And I, I begin to learn how important it was for me to get into the Bible and read it for myself and not just go off of what people told me. Because I lived my entire life off of what somebody told me and how I should do things and what, what they thought. But I never really read the Bible for myself, to, for me to know what I'm supposed to do. What if what I'm being taught isn't right? What if I'm being deceived? I didn't want to be deceived anymore. I found out a lot of things that I believed were true were not real. You know, when I was growing up, I found out Santa Claus wasn't real. I found out the Easter Bunny the uh, two fairy, I found out those things weren't real. But uh, these are things I was taught growing up. So what makes God different? I understand people when they think that God isn't real and that they think he's a fairy tale because of all the other things that they're lied to about. 
what makes God any different from Santa Claus or the tooth fairy? What makes him different? I didn't know how real he was until he actually came in my life and changed me. Where I actually experienced him for myself. I got around this group of people and they told me about receiving the Holy Ghost. You know, and that was something I was never taught. I, I, I understood the Holy Spirit, but I never thought it was something that I needed to receive or something that um, was relevant to me. I thought that, that was just who God was. He's the Holy Spirit. Okay, so. But I never thought that God's intent was to live on the inside of me by putting his spirit on the inside of me. And these people showed me in the Bible where I had to be born again. I had to receive this spirit in order to be called a son of God. And that was something completely different, something I've never heard before, something I never knew. Um, what, what is this Holy Spirit? Why, what do you mean I have to be born again? What do you mean I have to receive his spirit to be a son of God? Aren't we all God's children? I had to learn all over again. Everything that I was taught, I had to count it as something false. And be retaught about God. So I, I heard them say, I need to receive this spirit. So, okay, so how do I do that? How do I receive this spirit that you're talking about? That you're talking about to me? Who, how, how do I get it? They begin to tell me how. God only gives his spirit to them that obey him. And that if I don't have his spirit, that I'm none of his. I don't even belong to God if I don't have his spirit. And that was so foreign to me. It's something I never knew. I never learned, never was taught it, even though I grew up in church all my life. So I went after the spirit. How do I get it? If I have to obey him, okay, I'm I'm going to obey him. So I started putting away things. I stopped sleeping with the women. I stopped cursing, stopped watching certain TV shows. I stopped doing uh, everything that I knew that was wrong. I stopped doing it. And I had to call on God because I was sick and tired of the life that I was living. So I ne I needed something different. I needed a change in my life. I needed God to save me, to change me, to do, do something for me, not the people in the Bible, not not my neighbor or the, the pastor at such and such church, but me. I need him to do something for me. So I begin to seek after this spirit. I begin to to put things away and I begin to call on God. I begin to ask him to fill me with his spirit, to, to help me to obey him. And when I surrendered my life to him, when I, 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 I made a covenant with him, I made an agreement with him that, God, if you change me, if you if you give me this joy and this peace that I hear that these people are talking about, if you give it to me, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. God, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm yours for the for the taking. Do what you want, God. And when I begin to think that way, God filled me with his spirit. And I begin to I begin to speak in a language that I've never practiced before, a, 
a language I never practiced. I never, I, I wasn't taught it. I just began to speak in a, a tongue that I, I couldn't even understand it myself. And at that moment, I, I was changed. I was changed in a moment. It, it didn't take a 10-step process for me to get, to, get free from, from drinking or free from fornication. But overnight, I immediately changed. And I understood at that moment that God was real. Because I experienced him for myself. And it wasn't my pastor just telling me uh, this is how he is and this is what you should do. But no, I actually experienced him for myself. And I, I understood and I knew that this was real. Because I knew in myself that I wasn't faking. I wanted to be real in this thing. And at that moment. I, I no longer wanted to sleep around with a woman. You know, before I, I stopped doing it. But on the inside, I still wanted to. I still wanted to sleep around a little bit because I enjoyed doing it. I didn't mind going to the club. I didn't mind. Uh, I, I enjoy getting to, getting to know new people, uh, getting to, to know new girls and to, to go out on dates with them. And I, I enjoyed those things. So I, I wanted to continue in it, but I refrained from it because this is what I was told I was supposed to do. But whenever I received this spirit, man, it took the very desire out of my heart to where I no longer wanted to do it anymore. I didn't want to sleep with a woman. I didn't want to lie. I didn't want to curse. I didn't want to do any of these things anymore. And I understood at that moment that, man, I can live without sin. If God can come and change my mind the way he has, I can truly live without sin in my life. It's been eight years since I received this spirit. I haven't slept with a woman I'm not married to. I'm not lying no more. I'm not cheating no more. I don't curse anymore. And nobody can tell me that I have to live with sin. Because I experienced in my life where I don't have to anymore. I've been made free from these things. If God is so all powerful and all wonderful and magnificent and all these good and wonderful names that we can give him, can't he stop me from being able to sin? Didn't he create me from the dirt of the ground? Can he not stop me from from sleeping with a woman I'm not married to? Can he not take my mouth and which the mouth that he gave me? Can he not stop me from lying and cursing? I really didn't believe in God because I didn't know that he can change me. But when I experienced it for myself, I understand that he can really do all things. We quote the scripture, oh, we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us, but we don't believe that we can stop cursing. We don't believe that we can stop drinking or stop fornicating or, or, or any of these things. But when I received that spirit of God, he truly changed me from the inside to where I no longer want to do those things anymore. And I found out my life is so much better. You know, I no longer have to worry about getting a woman pregnant. I no longer have to worry about catching a disease. I don't have to worry about getting so drunk that I don't know what I did last night. All those worries that I had from engaging in those things that I was engaging in, all of them are gone. And he can do the same thing for you.
He wants to do the same thing for you. But your religion isn't teaching you the true word of God. Your religion doesn't teach you that you can be free from these things. I had to receive this Holy Ghost. But he only gives it to them that obey him. And I can guarantee if you give your life to God the real way, it's not by saying some words. It's not by saying, oh, I confess you as my Lord and Savior, but it's you truly rendering your life and giving your life to him and obeying every word that he says that you can truly be delivered. Saying some words doesn't make me free. Saying I'm a Christian doesn't make me a Christian. But it's it's shown by the life that I live. You can be delivered. I'm no longer depressed anymore. I no longer have those suicidal thoughts of wanting to die. I have peace. I can sleep at night without sleeping with a woman, without watching pornography. I enjoy life. Even when things go wrong and things don't necessarily go my way, I understand that there's a God in heaven that can help me in my situation. But the Bible tells me that it's my sin that separates me from him. If I can put away the sin, then I can get a closer connection and relationship with him until where I know that he's with me. I know that he'll help me in this situation. I know that he can change my situation. He can change my heart the way I think about this situation. God can deliver you. Suicide is not the answer. It's not a 10-step program that's going to help you. The president is not going to help you. The Congress is not going to help you. We need Jesus Christ on the inside of us. We need Jesus Christ to live and reign in our lives. No matter what's going on in the world, we have help. Nowadays, if you need help, you can't even call 911 anymore. Some areas the police are not even going to anymore. But I know a hotline that you can call where you can always get help. If you just call on the name of Jesus. The Bible says that whosoever call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Call on his name. Call on Jesus Christ. That name means deliverer. He can deliver you out of any situation, out of any condition. But you have to want it and have to believe that he's able to do it. But you also have to do it the way that he tells you to. If you want deliverance, sometimes it requires of you to do things. You want to be delivered from drugs. You got to get away from the drugs. You got to get away from the people that are dealing the drugs, that are doing the drugs with you. Separate yourself from these things. Get away into a new environment. Get around people that are godly and spiritual that can help you. And the sad thing is you can't find this in every church. You can't find this in every person that call themselves a pastor or a preacher. 
But if you would get on your knees and call on the name of Jesus Christ and ask him to put those people in your life, the people that are real, people that are true, people that that practice what they preach. They're not telling you to stop fornicating, but you find them in the club and find them fornicating later. But people that truly are have been freed and delivered and actually experienced this God, this Jesus that we're talking about. People that have experience. I'm not going to learn how to drive a car from somebody that's never driven a car before. I don't care how many books they've read on it. I'm not going to fly in a plane uh, with a, a pilot that all they did was read a book. But I need someone that actually has experience. Someone that's been flying countless hours, day in and day out. That have been through been through things that caused them to to be able to to fly me how much more should i expect my pastor and my preacher the the one that's supposed to be a guide to my soul how much more should i expect them to to be prepared to have these experiences to be real there are people out there today that are still living for god the real way it's not about religion. It's not about theology. Not about those that went to school and were taught the opinions of man. But people that actually live according to what that Bible says and that do what that word says. I've been made free. I'm no longer bound. And you can be the same way. You can have this deliverance. You can be made free. All your issues and struggles, all the things that you're going through, you don't have to go through it alone. You can be free. Call on Jesus. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then go ahead and subscribe to my page, Keys to the Kingdom, and look forward to our next episode when I get into more details about this life change. Don't be afraid to leave a comment or any questions you may have. Until next time.